Family Fun Center Studio. It's the Bill King Show. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. Go get it, dog. I'm a man. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. I is sitting on a firecracker. And suits so fine, they made Sinatra look like a hobo. It's a fantastic day for the United States of America. It's the Bill King Show. Call or text now. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Call us or send us a text on the WNSR text line. 615-844-5600. 615-844-5600. Call or text. Same number. Red 7. I don't know what Red 7 means. Brought to you by Omni Nashville Hotel. Fifth Avenue, downtown. Hot Rock. That's what we call a sack lunch. I do have are a very particular set of skills. Skills that make me a nightmare for people like you. This morning, out of break number one, pick six previews. Blake Rafino, hour two, down in Louisiana, down in the boots. And yes, I did get catch. If you're new to the show, you're going to say, Bill, what kind of sentence is that? Who is this guy? How, how can you finish a sentence by saying, yes, I did get catch? What does that mean, Bill? Jeff, catch him. Yeah, it makes sense if you know who I'm talking about. Jeff Ketchum from Orange Bloods, a very popular Texas site, many, many years as a power when it comes to covering Texas. Jeff Ketchum with us, top of our three. 615-844-5600 is the call text option Line, I do push the text angle there. That is for you folks who don't participate on social media, and I can I can see why. I understand that. And you don't want your voice on a show on the radio. You don't like that either. But texting is disarming, right? It's not intimidating. It's not scary. It is a way for you to communicate with a show different from the other ways we have where people can communicate. And it's been popular. It's been a good idea. 615-844-5600. You text that anytime you feel like it with a comment or if you have an item, a question, no worries at all. That is your number. On Twitter, at Bill is King, and you can email the show, BillIsKing7 at gmail.com. As expected, and folks, things have not even gotten real yet. I'll explain. As expected, on Tuesday, the playoff format, the newest version of the playoff format was adopted. It was unanimous. 
in the rules as they are in place right now. It had to be unanimous. Was unanimous. And the new format is 5-7, not 6-6, which was in place previous for the upcoming 12-team playoff. 5-7 is the new format. That's due to the implosion of the Pac-12. They are no longer eligible as an entity for an automatic bid. 5-7. Five automatic bids, seven at large. Remember now, the top four of those teams get buys initially in the playoffs. But but I don't want to confuse you too much. 5-7 is the format. There was some worry a little bit maybe that it would get held up by a nay vote somewhere. But no, no, no. That, that apparently was not really going to be a problem. Couple of notes. This is not a long-term agreement. This is for... This next playing portion, and then the following playing portion, that's it. This is for 24 and 25. It is not a long-term agreement. The SEC and the Big Ten, no way they're going to agree to this long-term. They have more sinister ideas. (laughs) Oh, yeah, like I mentioned. Things have not even gotten real yet. No, 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 no. 5-7 is the format the next two years. That's it. Agreement does not go beyond 25. 26 is when things get real. Today, in Big D, in Dallas, Texas, there is a meeting. It's the College Football Management Committee, which is 10 conference commissioners and Notre Dame's AD. This meeting will start or continue, however you want to term it, the conversations about the future after 24 and 25, I will say it again. That's when things get real. That's when the power exerts its power. On the table, in the discussions today and into the future, and this will get contentious, y'all. Feelings We'll get hurt. It's it's going to get ugly. Here's what's on the table among other items. Future revenue distribution. The SEC and the Big Ten is going to bid more of the pie. They're going to get more. They're going to demand more. Voting rights structure. Yeah. What's the structure of the voting? That's going to be a power grab. And other issues that they're looking into 
which could be even, as we discussed about a week ago, further expansion of the bracket from 12 to 16. I don't think that is, at least in the moment, the key item. But it is an item. This is about power, voting, and revenue distribution. And let me say it again. Feelings are going to get hurt. It's going to be contentious. And you know what's happening here. Just just keep your eye on the target. The SEC and the Big Ten's going to want more. There is even talk that the SEC may want, and again, I'm just throwing this out to you. You can adjudicate it however you choose. The SEC might want a guarantee in the future of four teams in the playoffs. I know, I know. When I say that, I know what you're going to You're going to slam your fist down if you're not an SEC person. Now, the Big Ten's lockstep with them here. But they're going to want some guarantees. They're going to want more than everybody else gets. The SEC and the B1G. If you look at the last 10 years, and you had a 12-team playoff with the 5-7 format, the SEC and the Big Ten would have over 60% of the teams. With the current setup that we're about to start playing the next two years. I believe the SEC would have had 38 teams in slots, and the Big Ten would have had 35. I think that's the number. It's not that important at the moment. That's not really what's important here in the conversation we're having right now. They're going to want more. They're going to want more money. The ESPN future media agreement is being held up from being finalized because of this right now. And... I can tell you right now, the most vocal is Greg Sankey, and they're going to draw a line in the sand. It's going to get ugly. The leagues, whether it's the Big 12 or the ACC, and the Big 12's in good shape, okay? They're, They're solid. They're solid. ACC a little wobbly at the moment with all the conjecture about Florida State, etc. And then you have the other leagues, the non-P5, the non-P4. Tremendous worry there. We're talking about life-altering decisions on the table right now, financially, in college athletics, but in the name of college football. We are talking school and life-altering ideas on the table that are going to be debated and are going to get hostile, going to get contentious. That's where we're at right now, y'all. Yeah, that, that is, 
it, it, it's getting real. It hasn't been all that real yet, but it's about to get real. And there will be demands from the SEC Conference Conference and the B1G. And let's see how this all gets properly decided. I don't know if anything happens very fast here because if you're anti this power grab and who wouldn't be outside of that group, right? I'm not taking sides. I can see both sides. I hate to feel that way. If I'm the SEC, I understand. If I'm not the SEC and I'm a smaller conference, I am going to fight all, all I can here. Don't know what power you would have, ultimately. Because, got to remember, they don't need you. Let me, let me be clear. This sounds very harsh, but it's also real. It's also true. They don't need you. The SEC and the Big Ten don't need the Mac. They don't need the Sun Belt. They don't need the Mountain West. Those leagues need the SEC and the Big Ten. This is going to get ugly, y'all. Going to get ugly. Brent Ciancia, as we continue. Wednesday edition, Omni National Hotel. Good morning. We still see some flashing lights in the 3800 block of Murfreesboro Pike there in Antioch as a mop up an accident from a little bit earlier. Traffic starting to pick up now. Here we go. 24 westbound up by 840 as that traffic builds coming in from Rutherford County, Murfreesboro towards the Nashville area. Again, just be careful up through there. It's going to get really busy in the next 15, 20 minutes all the way up to Harding Place as it also increases through the Mount Julian area, especially westbound on I-40, leaving Wilson County towards Nashville. 24-7 reliable crane and rigging service is right here in Middle Tennessee. It's in Tomahawk a single moment, everything can change. When a player's sudden cardiac event brought a national football game to a halt, it shone a spotlight on the importance of CPR readiness. Now, with youth sports in full swing, the American Heart Association is rallying parents and coaches to be ready in an emergency. To be ready, learn hands-only CPR. It's a skill anyone can learn in minutes. Visit heart.org slash handsonlycpr and become a lifesaver today. Some days I cover up because of my moderate to severe plaque psoriasis. Now I'm hitting the road with clearer skin thanks to Sky Rizzy. Rizm Kizm of Rizza, a prescription-only 150 milligram injection for adults who are candidates for systemic or phototherapy. With Sky Rizzy, three out of four people achieved 90% clearer skin at four months. And Sky Rizzy is just four doses a year after two starter doses. Don't use if allergic to Sky Rizzy. Serious allergic reactions and an increased risk of infections or a lower ability to fight them may occur. Before treatment, your doctor should check for infection and tuberculosis. Tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms such as fever, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, or if you plan to or recently received a vaccine. Thanks to Sky Rizzy, there's nothing on my skin, and that means everything. 
your doctor today about SkyRizzy, the number one dermatologist prescribed biologic in psoriasis. And visit SkyRizzy.com or call 1-866-SKYRizzy to learn more. <clears throat> oh, beautiful gold rush with your sparkling top prize. You surely are a sight for sore eyes. And jackpot slots with your chance of $75,000 winners. Oh, how I'd take you for a candlelight dinner. Uh, sounds like people are really loving the new February Instant Games from the Tennessee Lottery. Play today for your chance to win up to $5 million, only from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. It's a Bill King show. This Nick Saban topic is so interesting. I was thinking about the future. The new teams that the SEC and the B1G are bringing in and the Big 12. The 12-team playoff. The lawlessness, the constant change, but now we enter the next playing portion without Nick Saban. Weekday mornings beginning at 6 on Sports Radio 560 on 95.9 FM. The arena of ideas is now open for your telephonic interactions. 615-844-5600. The Bill King Show. Preziancia. Big Six Previews, Wednesdays in this slot. Good morning, sir. How you doing? Hey, good morning, Bill. Thanks for having me on. Just talking about the news, which was expected on Tuesday, that they have met and the new format for the 12-team playoff is a 5-7 format instead of 6-6 six and six because of the implosion of the Pac-12. Want to get your thoughts. Yeah, I think that was expected uh, ever since the moment the Pac-12 fell apart. Um, the alternative would have been keeping six spots, meaning the Power Four would get four of them, and the final two would go to, what exactly, the the best team out of Oregon State or Washington State, uh, the Pac-2, uh, and then a non-AQ or two non-AQs. So it didn't make sense. The numbers didn't add up. But uh, now that the Pac-12 has disintegrated, it looks like the, the right move to do the four automatic Qualifiers for the Power Four, plus a bonus spot for the highest-ranked non-AQ. Um, you know, we can go back and forth about whether we like the automatic bids anyway, but moving from six to five makes sense at this point. Brett, also in the discussion here prior, we were talking about what's going to be happening today and into the future. This new agreement, five seven. Is only two years. It's twenty four twenty five, and that's because the SEC and the Big Ten, but the SEC first and foremost, is going to demand more in the future. There is some talk. They're going to demand guaranteed spots. They're going to demand better revenue cuts for themselves, and they want to change the voting. Things are going to get very intense here over the next X number of weeks, months, however long it takes to pound this out. Yeah, well, um, I assume you'll see the SEC and Big Ten take on more power uh, based on 
their standing in the sport. Uh, some are calling it a power two. Um, you know, I, you can see the TV revenue divide. I still like to call it a power four. Um, but yeah, the SEC has a lot of power here. Um, I also wonder if they want to put some clause in there. I, I could see this happening where they say, hey, we don't want any SEC versus SEC matchups in the first round. You know, we're going to be getting three or four or five teams into this bracket. Don't put us together. Uh, you know, don't have us knock each other out early on. I wonder if there's anything they could play around with seeding numbers um, to avoid that, to have their teams go as far as possible. So we'll see how creative they get. Uh, I really hope it doesn't go past 12 teams. I was already against expansion from 4 to 12. I can't imagine watering it down even worse to 16 or like the FCS has with 20 or 24. Um, so that does scare me that it's only a two-year deal. I hope it just stays put, and then we're talking little things like seeding or locations of games. Major moves of in West by God, Virginia asks, is Notre Dame comfortable with the setup and the ACC instability happening at the same time? Well, the ACC instability doesn't really impact them too much. I mean, they're not a full-time football member, uh, I guess, for their other sports maybe, but, I mean, Notre Dame, it's football first, and they still have the autonomy to, to set their schedule almost from scratch. I mean, they have that agreement with the ACC for some games, but they're more independent than anybody else in the country, and that's by design. They like that. That's unique to Notre Dame. It's, that harkens back all the way to 100 years ago. Um, so I think they want to retain that independence. Um, and then to your question about the playoff structure, I saw this tweeted out yesterday about how it's so unfair that Notre Dame won't get a bye. Uh, well, the thing is they avoid the, the 13th game in the regular season. They avoid the conference title game. So uh, rather than play that 13th game, and that's always against the top 12 team now, top 15 team now in the conference titles, instead of that, that's their bye. You know, they don't play a conference title game. They're already thrown into the playoff bracket. Now, yeah, they'll have to host the playoff game most likely in that scenario. But we're all getting back to square one. You're going to have four postseason games, whether it be the conference title win and three playoffs, or for Notre Dame, no conference title, four playoffs. So it sounds fair to me. What I don't understand, and again, there's a lot of different people tweeting out there, but that has been in place, their inability to have an automatic bid from the very beginning. Jack Swarbrick was in on the meetings (laughs) – Yep. with the SEC, et cetera, about the new structure going to 12, and Jack Swarbrick and Notre Dame totally agreed with it. They were absolutely on board with them not being eligible for an automatic bid. So I don't understand that that critique. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, it might have even been pitched by him, for all we know. And, yeah, he was on a small committee, and they were all agree with, they all agree with it unanimously. So, yeah, it. You know, it, it's fine from Notre Dame's point of view. Then I don't know why the fans are, are brushing that up now all of a sudden months later. So, yeah, I think it's fair for all parties. And um, until they join a conference full-time, then that's just the way it's going to be. But I think to Notre Dame, it's more important that they retain their independence uh, than, than it is to have a first-round by some years that they ever make the tournament. Um, I, I just think that's – maybe I'm wrong. I'm not a Notre Dame guy by any means. Uh, but from my point of view, I think that's what will be more important to them. L Dog down in Peachtree City tweeted this, and it's a list of the top ten SEC games 
for the season coming up. And it's got in the one slot, it's got Texas, Georgia. Georgia's got to go there to Royal Memorial. And I won't go through them all. It's got Bama, Georgia, absolutely. You've got to have that one in there. It has Texas OU. League game now at the Red River Shootout. It's got Ole Miss, Georgia. There are some interesting matchups there. Yeah, for sure. And anytime you get some some new powerhouse programs into a conference, I think that's why you see Texas, Georgia, number one. Historically, you definitely would say Georgia-Bama is going to determine not only a, a, a SEC title spot, but probably a playoff spot. Uh, so that would normally be number one in, in normal circumstances, but you do have Saban leaving, a little bit of uncertainty with Alabama. I think with Texas fresh off a playoff bid, Georgia hungry after getting denied a, thir- a three-peat, um, definitely two top ten teams coming into the season. So uh, and add the newness factor of having Texas in the SEC, I think that definitely deserves the number one spot. Uh, I like that Ole Miss draw, though, that Ole Miss-Georgia game, because Ole Miss is really putting together a great offseason uh, from the transfer portal and coaching staff-wise, and I, I like their tra- trajectory in 2024. So um, not normally a team you'd consider in the, at the top of the conference, but uh, they're, they're right there this year. Long way to go, but it's fair to say that that Texas-Georgia game, which is week eight, could be a preview of the SEC championship game. Yeah, now that's a whole other dynamic. The right. fact we're going away from the East and the West divisions. Now you got a 16-team no-division conference, and they're only playing eight conference games. I say only just because some have played nine, but right. uh, eight conference games for 16 teams, no division. It's going to be tie-break city at the end of the year. It's going to be a mess. Uh, who gets those number one and number two spots? And you saw if you thought the Big 12 tie-break scenario was bad this year, remember that was 14 teams, nine games. So take away another round of games and then add two more candidates in there, 16 and eight. It's going to be a mess to figure out who plays in these conference title games. Same with the Big Ten, 18 teams uh, for two spots, no divisions. It's going to be very crazy. Exactly the same, yes, in the Big Ten. And this top ten list is A&M in Texas. Now, that is a long-time hate rivalry. It has no steam at the moment because they haven't been playing in football. But that will be recaptured rapidly. And what do you think that will be like, Brett, at the end of the season with now the SEC brand on that game? Oh, yeah. I mean, conference brand aside, the SEC will add to it. But just to get those two back on the same field, I think you got to raise them up the list even higher, no matter where they were ranked. Uh, I don't, I don't care what A and M's record is or what Texas's record is. Uh, after all the years of he said, she said, and the ads going after each other, the fan base is going after each other. It's going to be great to have that back. Um, what has it been? About ten, eleven years uh, since A and M was in the Big Twelve. So just to get that that rivalry back, we big time for, for the Lone Star State and college football at large. So you know, I love old tradition, old rivalry. So. Um, with conference realignment, you lose a lot of that, but there are some silver linings. You do gain some of it back, and this is an example of gaining back an old-time rivalry. That last week of the regular season with all the rivalries that we love, Michigan, Ohio State, Alabama, Auburn, the Egg Bowl coming up on Thanksgiving, all those games, all those games, Florida, Florida State. Now, though, you've got Texas, Texas A&M. That's going to be – that adds a lot to it, man. It really does. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's historically one of those right there. Um, and I don't know if it'll fall on Thanksgiving 
uh, weekend, but you do also get BYU-Utah back. And That's I know true. it's a very localized rivalry, but uh, I did some writing for KSL up in Utah, and it's as passionate as any, I promise you, uh, throughout the country. So those two fan bases at, at each other coming back, it's going to be a great rivalry to, to get annually on the calendar. So, yeah, I'm excited. I mean, we lose a lot, but we do gain some back. Braziancia. On Wednesday's Pick 6 Previews is with us. Brett, now that we're penetrating on into February and looking just over the corner at March, what is your daily routine? Yeah, so the last month or so I've been going through reviewing the 2023 season, uh, building out a lot of the stack graphics that you see on the on the pages there of my preseason preview book. Uh, now I'm moving fo- forward into the team research. So I'm going to start with some of these ACC newcomers, it sounds funny to call them that. ACC, we're talking Cal and Stanford, you know, miles from the Pacific Ocean, but now they're in the Atlantic Coast Conference. So I'm going to start with those two and SMU from Dallas, another ACC edition, and then just start working my way across the, the conference landscape. So it's that time of year again. I'm excited to get after coach calls, coordinator calls, um, and then get this book together. So it's a long process, but we're starting it here. Tell everybody how they can get all your info. Yeah, thanks. Pick 6 Previews on Twitter, pick6previews.com for the annual season preview book coming out July. Uh, still a ways to go, but until then, pick 6 Previews on Twitter. See you next week, sir. Thanks, Bill. We touched on yesterday the passion and the out-and-out out H-word that Texas and Texas A&M have for each other. And now they're going to be playing in football again, which is a beautiful thing. And we mentioned that we thought the Egg Bowl, and not that that's the first time we've said it, but the Egg Bowl is the, I think, the most underrated rivalry game. It's not listed with Michigan-Ohio State. That is not my point. I'm talking about underrated as a national brand because it's really not. Michigan-Ohio State is a national brand. Jeff, too, was uh, monitoring, and he sent me this note after that. He said, Bill, here's the level of hate that Ole Miss has for Mississippi State. He goes, as most people know, I'm a lifelong Alabama fan, but I think it's also known I'm an Ole Miss alum. I cheer for Alabama over anything but also want Ole Miss to succeed so long as they're not playing Alabama. Because of my lineage and time at Ole Miss, I hate Mississippi State as much as I hate Auburn and Tennessee. I swear on this statement. This is compounded by the nauseating cowbells, I hate Mississippi State. Yeah, Jeff, too, went to Ole Miss. And he's lived in Alabama, and he's lived in Mississippi, and now he lives here in the 615. But, yeah, he went to Ole Miss. And um, other than Alabama, that is his favorite team. He was there basically when Eli was there. I, I might have been the same years. I know there was an overlap there. Yeah, I know there was an overlap there. Email from Augie. No, Augie Garrido is in heaven right now. He did not email me. But I wouldn't mind a 
note from Augie Garrido, but no, no, no. This is Augie right here in the 615. Says, Bill, Griff seems a little obsessed. Well, I guess it's understandable after that rant he went on about current coaches to beat Kirby. And it's an article that Griff wrote on Dog Nation. And it's Griff going after Saban a little bit here. Nick Saban said he tries to stay arms linked away from the program, and yet he's meeting with the Alabama defensive coordinator this week and said he talks with Kalen DeBoer every now and then. Saban, who's got an office at Bryant-Denny in Tuscaloosa, seemed to contradict the level of involvement he will have with the Crimson Tide during the retirement. Alabama A.D. Greg Byrne has said Saban will be an advisor to DeBoer, and the Tide's legendary coach seems to agree, embracing his place in the community. Saban's involvement now might be more out of need than just as a passerby, as Alabama has lost an inordinate number of staff members and key players since Saban's departure. Quote, the coaches all know that I'm available if they need me in any way, shape, or form to help them. Saban said in Birmingham on Monday in attendance for the Nick Saban Legacy Award event. Court, I talk to Kalen DeBoer every now and then and talk to the defensive coordinator every now and then. And he's going to come over and meet me this week sometime. So we're around. We're there to support the players and help them in any way that we can to help them be successful. I don't see any problem with that. Why would you not want to use the resource of the best ever? I don't have a problem with it. I think Griff's just doing this. You know Griff. He's found a button there. Good morning, wrapping up an earlier crash. 3800 block of Murfreesboro Pike starting to load up pretty good now with some volume as we stare at it live here on 24 westbound at Bell Road as that traffic continues to come in from uh, Rutherford County, Murfreesboro uh, into Nashville. Traffic's on the increase also in uh, Williamson County on 65 going northbound from Franklin up through Brentwood. A 24-7 reliable crane and rigging services right here in Middle Tennessee. It's Tomahawk Crane and Rigging. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. Do you ever feel like gambling is causing financial strain or hurting your relationships? The Gambling Clinic has been helping people who want to change their gambling habits for over two decades. With physical clinics and remote online appointments, we're here to help you make informed decisions about your gambling so it doesn't lead to a bigger problem. Visit us at thegamblingclinic.com so we can work together to help you win your life back. This project is funded by the Tennessee Department of Mental Health and Substance Abuse Services. A friend of mine just bought a new house for the first time. A new house. I mean, my wife and I loved to own a house, so I asked him how he did it. And he smiled and he said he went to the knowledge tree. (laughs) He had this happy look on his face. So I told him to tell me more. And he said, John, the lack of knowledge will keep you poor. Then he handed me a brochure. It was from Knowledge Tree Mortgage. Now I understood. And after one phone call, I understood even more. Knowledge Tree Mortgage specializes in first-time homebuyers, folks like me who get the runaround from banks, and he got us pre-qualified. Knowledge Tree Mortgage got us our mortgage. 
And tomorrow, my wife and I are going to become first-time home buyers. Here's the number, 859-9599. 859-9599. Money doesn't grow on trees. Knowledge does. Knowledge Tree Mortgage, 859-9599. 859-9599. It's just a few cocktails at happy hour. There aren't any cops around. After every game, we always have a few. It's no big deal. It was just a few drinks. I'm good. Hey, I can hold my liquor. I drink and drive all the time. If you put away some drinks, put away your keys. Fans don't let fans drive drunk. Brought to you by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. It's the McFarlane Show with Darren McFarlane and Fox 17's Justin McFarlane. Patrick Mahomes, he's in the GOAT conversation with this win. I'm calling him Michael Jordan, essentially, because he's taking other people's rings. There's no shame in losing to Patrick Mahomes. He's that good. If you just got bested by Patrick Mahomes, you just got bested by Patrick Mahomes. It's Patrick Mahomes, GOAT-level kind of guy. The McFarlane Show with Darren and Justin on Nashville Sports Radio WNF. Biscuits, kitchen notes at the Omni Nashville Hotel does, and Bill King loves them all. No fan in the 863 down in Florida. Bill, those leagues don't need any guarantees because they do what they want regardless of what anybody thinks or what is right or wrong. No difference than the mob running things, Bill. He's talking about the SEC and the Big Ten. Tom in Myrtle Beach. Bill, Ohio State just hired the Indiana safeties coach. He's a lucky guy, Bill, and then he lists the names he'll be coaching. Caleb Downs, Sonny Styles, even though Sonny Styles is basically a linebacker for them. Denzel Burke, Jordan Hancock, Jermaine Matthews. That's a good group to be coaching. I will uh, verify that. I will. You are seeing Incline Village. Bill, Johnny Vegas did it again. He's 5-0 and last night picking college baseball. Only thing that keeps him from picking a winner right now is a rainout. You know what? I got home. I did some errands. I got home, and I had some of the games on. I had uh, – oh, boy, what was I watching? I had the Tennessee game. I had UNC Asheville, and Tennessee did not. Did not bust much of a creep in that game. They won it. They won it. But so I forgot. I wasn't thinking about it. I wasn't in the betting mode. I wasn't thinking about it. But probably should have been. It was a mistake on my part. Sammy down in Hatton, Alabama. Hey, Bill. Griff stirring the pot. Griff being Griff, Bill. Yeah, Griff, 
I will just go ahead and warn you folks, and I say that in a fun way. Griff has found a, what would be the term here? A lightning rod. A stream of polarization where he's going to take the Nick is sticking around a little bit too much and it's going to be a problem. Griff's already created that as a story that he's not going to give up on. I say that laughing, okay, because I know Griff. I think you know Griff, but I know Griff. Griff is part entertainer. You've got to understand this. Whether you like it or not, whether you want to see that or not, isn't the point when it comes to Griff's motive here. Griff has decided that the best ever could be a meddling problem for Alabama's football program and the future under new head coach Kalen DeBoer. He's decided this. You're not going to get mad enough to change his mind. I know it angers people. That's not going to change. Matter of fact, the anger that comes with his angle on this topic only fuels him. Apathy over the topic would unfuel him. Anger and response to this is, oh, happy days, man. Happy days. He's not looking, if you're Alabama, he's not doing this to make you, to be your buddy, right? He doesn't care about that. He's found this topic that's polarizing. I think it's funny. Frankly, it doesn't matter to me if Nick put a cot in Kalen DeBoer's <laughs> If he put a cot in Kalen DeBoer's office and slept there overnight, I wouldn't care. <laughs> uh, if if Nick was taking personal calls on Kalen DeBoer's office phone, I wouldn't care. Yeah, Kalen DeBoer's at his desk. Hey, Nick, uh, call for you. And then Nick makes Kalen get up, and he sits in that seat to take the call. Oh, that's that would be comical. I don't personally if I'm the next guy at Alabama, I want the resources of Nick Saban. I want the mental capacity of Nick Saban to bounce ideas off of and or ask questions. I want that. I don't want him so removed he can't be a valuable resource. Nick's not old. Nick's brain is functioning as well as ever in the history of his life. This environment is what broke him. This frenzied environment is what prematurely ended his run. Like I told you, I did not expect that to happen. Perry Mason, 
down in the orange groves of America. I watched the Gators, but I had to join ESPN Plus, and I hated it. But for 36 of Florida games are on the channel, so I did the monthly for the baseball season. Oh, yeah, Cags hit a homer. Gator Cruz started freshman, had seven. But, uh, yeah, and Cags might be the top pick in the next draft coming up. They might be. That that kind of talent. But, yes, I'm, I'll tell you who uh, I'd watch out for. And I, they're not a surprise because some people have them predicted in Omaha. That's A&M. You know, they have that Montgomery kid that everybody in America wanted, first-team All-America, basically, from Stanford. He's from the Starkville area. And remember, during the transfer portal baseball, he ended up selecting A&M. A&M's got another player, the Laviolette kid, who might be the best-hitting player in the game right now. I mean, we're in four games in, so don't get me wrong. I mean, long way to go. Baseball, stats, long way to go. But that's a team. And they have Coach Schlossdager, who's one of the best coaches out there. That's what I would watch out for. Better look out there. Top of the hour, Mr. Blake Rafino. Down in the boot. Head down his way. Omni Nashville Hotel. Good morning in Hermitage. A couple of cars have tangled up at the intersection of Andrew Jackson Parkway at Lebanon Pike. Some flashing lights through that intersection as it continues to build in from Wilson County. Looks good, actually, through the Mount Juliet area on 40 westbound as you continue towards Nashville. Now, it is heavy as we started live here on 24 west out of Murfreesboro, Rutherford County. On 24 as you come past 840 all the way into Antioch. Prince's Hot Chicken is catering. Check out that awesome menu today at princeshotchicken.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. Looking for something to take your mind off this traffic? How about a true story of instant success? Did you hear about the two friends who went grocery shopping in Ashland City and picked up everything on their list plus $75,000? Or the one where a truck driver made a last-minute stop off Interstate 40 and drove off with a cool million? All their lives changed in an instant, and yours could too. So stop by your local retailer for your chance with instant games from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing, life-changing fun. Please play responsibly. Your brain is an amazing thing. But as you get older, it naturally begins to change, causing a lack of sharpness or even trouble with recall. Thankfully, the breakthrough in Prevagen helps your brain and actually improves memory. The secret is an ingredient originally discovered in jellyfish. Based on a clinical study of subgroups of individuals who are cognitively normal or mildly impaired, Prevagen has been shown to improve memory. 
A Pharmacy Times National Survey of Pharmacists rated Prevagen the number one pharmacist-recommended memory support brand for the fifth year in a row. You can find it in the vitamin aisle in stores everywhere without a prescription. Help your memory. Try Prevagen today. Prevagen. Healthier brain, better life. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. When was the last time you did something fun with family, friends, co-workers, and clients? What if I told you about a place under one roof that offers affordable entertainment for all ages? That's what you'll find at Strike and Spare Family Fun Centers in Donaldson, Hermitage, Tusculum, Hendersonville, and Murfreesboro with bowling, games, food, drink, and entertainment for all ages. Enjoy an enhanced experience in Hendersonville or Murfreesboro where they feature additional fun with bumper cars, laser tag, roller skating, and more. All locations are open seven days a week, including holidays. Visit online at strikeandspare.com. Strike and Spare, where fun is bowling. Hey, it's John Burton from News Channel 5 and the Greg Pogue and John Burton Show. And I'm former All-Pro linebacker for the Tennessee Titans, also known as Mr. Monday Night Keith Bullock. And I'm Patton Cook. We're inviting you to join us every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 for What's Good with KB and JB, the podcast show. All live on Nashville Sports Radio and all streaming platforms. We talk Titans, we talk SEC football, we talk NBA, we talk everything, and we also get a little petty from time to time. Make sure you join us. Bill King doesn't need a countdown clock because he already knows when football season starts. Mark down in Georgia in the 912. Bill, Charlie Condon, absolute beast down in Georgia. Baseball started the season off at a torrid pace, Bill. 10 of 14, two doubles, two bombs, five walks, one K. Bandy boys have to come to Athens. That'll be interesting, to say the least. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Allen, I believe, down in Tampa, agrees with Griff. He said, Bill, Nikki hanging around isn't going to end well. <laughs> oh, man. Guys, don't interrupt my um, motives today on the show. Stop that. Things are getting real in Big D. You ever been to Dallas? It's big. Yeah, it's big. It's the Big D. It's the Metroplex. Big D, y'all. Things today get real. You think the uh, 5-7 versus 6-6 playoff model is a key item? That's nothing. That's absolutely nothing. That's taking candy from a baby. Starting right now with parameters already known And ideas that are already known and very polarizing. Lots of acrimony here. They start today in Big D in Dallas talking about the future. It's come to Jesus time 
for college athletics. And that metaphor means that the SEC and the Big Ten want more. No, no, no. They're already the richest and easily the most powerful. That ain't enough. They want more. That's what we're going to be talking about. And Sankey even said in a quote a while back, folks are going to get their feelings hurt here. Oh, it's going to get very contentious. It's going to get ugly. What ends up happening? Unclear other than the power grab one way or another will successfully end with the SEC and the Big Ten getting what they want. Now, the number's unclear. What they want is more revenue from the playoffs. The future of the playoffs. Got to remember, the current setup we have is under the old media contract. We got two more years of that. That's the $600 million a year, approximately. The new deal which is on paper but not finalized, is for about double that. Which I think is really a lot lower than I thought it would be, frankly. And the percentages that are divvied out, the SEC and the Big Ten is going to want more. Boarding rules, they're going to want more power. There's even suggestion about, hey, how about some guarantees for number of teams in? I don't know if it'll get that far, but that has been floated, y'all. 16 teams someday as opposed to 12. That has been floated. Yes. Now, I don't know if that's a key component today or in the near future. It might be a component. I don't think that's the key item yet. I think the power structure in general is the key component to these conversations. And if you're a non-P2 league, and I mean more along the lines of the Sun Belt, the MAC, the Mountain West, those leagues, you are hanging on for dear life because they're going to try, you ready for another metaphor, to pluck every feather off your hide. That's what's going on here, and you've got to hang on. Now, what kind of power do you have? You really don't have any power because they don't need you. If you simply got mad at the negotiating table and said, we're just going to take our red wagon and go home. I don't like the rules at this first grade kickball game. You're stacking the deck. Go home then. Form your own league. Form your own division. Let's see how that goes. That's where we're at. How ugly it's going to get, don't know. I hope it doesn't get too ugly. I don't want to see that happen. Blake Rafino when we come back. Hour number two, Wednesday edition, Omni Nashville Hotel. Oh, yeah, catch. Catch hour three.